as you rise and you know the growth of every ball there. This is Come On Kinds with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahmi. Good evening, everyone. Welcome once again into the studios here in KCLR for Come On Kind. This is season six. Episode 3, I nearly had to check myself there for a minute. Hard to believe we are on season 6. We're getting into the swing of things. We're going to get into the swing of things even a bit more over the weekend. And to delve into all those matters, I am delighted to be joined by my partner in crime, as always, the wonderful Miss Anya Farrell. Anya, how are you? I'm good, thanks Martin. How are you? I am great, thank you. Because, well, we've had a little bit of stardom here in the studio because... There may have been Camogie and CCAO games on the weekend, which we are going to review and see how those went. But a little bit from the west over to the southeast and go to Dublin and a big match in the Aviva Stadium in Italy because we had a little lad from Kilkenny. His name is Stevie Mulrooney. And you may have remembered him from the Toy Show because he sang Ireland's Call on that. And he got an invite to go to a match, but the IRFU actually invited him to the Aviva Stadium to sing Ireland's Call, the national anthem of the Irish rugby team, live from the Aviva over the weekend. And he is such a nice guy and a little fella. And uh, we are all bursting with pride here in Kilkenny today. And I thought it only fitting because we don't normally get superstars in the building or even on Come On Kind with ourselves here. So I said, sure, when he's in the building... Let's get him in and let's have a chat. That's exactly what we done. I am delighted to be joined in Studio 2 here at this very moment in time by a very special guest and a new superstar here in Kilkenny. It might be a Camogie podcast, but all the talk of the weekend was the Aviva Stadium and our own very Stevie Mulrooney, who was only eight years old and he got to sing Ireland's Call. And Stevie is joining me right now. Stevie, how are you? I am... Great. You're great. I said it to your dad coming in, you're probably the only eight-year-old that made me cry looking at you on the television yesterday singing Ireland's Call. What was it like standing out in front of all the people and waiting with the rugby stars in front of you and you're singing their national anthem to them? Yes, I was a bit nervous because of the crowd, because there's linesmen and, yeah, that crowd watching. And you had the army band as well playing yes. behind you. Yes. And I could see it was very professional because you had your little earpieces in as yes. well, obviously, to hear the music. What does yeah, that feel hear, like? Um, yeah, there to hear the music better and to block out um, um, the rest of the sound. And did it work? Did it block out the crowd? Yes, blocked out the crowd. I could hardly hear the crowd. I could hear the band more. But I bet you heard the crowd when you were finished. Yes. So, was it pre-planned or was it just your own personality? Because as soon as you were finished, you shouted down the microphone in front of 52 people, come on Ireland. Yes, I didn't do that on the rehearsal because I 
taught like okay maybe they'll say like you're not allowed to do that but I just said here I'm not doing that to do her so can't stop me if <laughs> I have the mic in front of all the, the whole crowd Good lad Stevie I tell you one thing you're a real pro as it you know exactly what you're doing well we normally deal with Camogie finals in Crow Park because that's our stadium where Kilkenny usually gets to play and that would you like to sing in Crow Park someday? Yes, I would love to sing Croke Park. Wouldn't it be nice if we were able to get a rugby match or even to get you singing even at a camogie final someday like yes. the Rose of Moonkine when Kilkenny could win in All-Ireland? Wouldn't yes. that be brilliant? Yeah, that would be nice. Joining me that. also as well because you've had a busy day is your dad Seamus and hopefully I have the right microphone on for you. Seamus, how are you? I'm very good, Martin, and yourself? We are all great. We're all bursting with pride here in the station over the weekend. It's been a long day and yourself. You've had a lot of media stuff to do and I know you're waiting to see Ashling as well. But what a moment for him. Like, what an occasion. Yeah, it's very special, all right. And it's great to come back and actually talk to Ashling, who was the first person that interviewed him after his Late Late Show um, appearance. So it's great to support the people who supported him as well. You really are a superstar. Like, we've never had anyone involved in the Late Late Show or even singing in front of a load of people like you. So you're a very special young man, you know that? Yes, I do know that. (laughs) (laughs) So what's next for Stevie Mulrooney? Where are we going to see you again? Um, Yes, um... On YouTube, maybe on Facebook, because um, next thing for me, I'll be learning a new song. And don't forget, I'm still an eight-year-old boy. You are still eight-year-old. Yeah. And for anyone that may not have heard earlier on, Stevie was on with Brian Redmond on KCLR on the KCLR Daily. And it's his mum's birthday today. So happy birthday to her from us all here. But Stevie actually sang happy birthday to her live on air in Polish. Now, I know how to say hello and goodbye in Polish and that's as much as I can tell you but Stevie Mulroney sang the whole of the happy birthday to his mum live on air in Polish as well. You're really multi-talented, you know that? Yes, I do know that and I have something funny about my dad in the Aviva that happened. This could um, be anything. <laughs> yes, well I was on field um, getting ready about sync. He was down in the dugout um, where Italy were. He was down in their dugout. Just keep into the microphone for me, good lad. Yes. And um, they thought he was involved with the IRFU and, <laughs> and the subs were shaking his hands. That is true. <laughs> I don't look like a rugby player but I think they thought I was a spy because I had the IRFU top on but I was literally at the the subs bench so Uh, the subs were shaking hands with me Unbelievable Stevie you're a little gem so you are and I am delighted because you were here in the station and I said you're such a superstar we had to get you on the podcast with you today because we normally deal with the women end of things you got to have the Irish men's team yesterday but you've done everybody proud and we're all very proud of you as well so well done and keep up the singing young man thank you very much what a little superstar indeed I can tell you one thing you can keep hold of that name because we'll be hearing an awful lot more of Stevie Mulrooney but for such a young lad it was great to have him in here and great for ourselves to be able to spread the wings out a little bit as well because we do deal with all things camogie related here but when you have local stories to ourselves like that as well sure why wouldn't we be bursting with pride right talking about camogie let's get back to the action because the CCAO third level colleges weekend took place over in Ballyhonas in County Mayo at the weekend in the Connacht 
centre of excellence with most of the games being played in that wonderful place they call the Dome and what uh, a venue it was to have all things over there with Camogie related and Anya was there for us because she went off on a hiatus on the weekend well obviously she had a bit of interest because her sister-in-law was actually playing with UL Mm -hmm. on the team and they were going to support her Sinead with UL as well but it's great to have a roaming reporter there Anya what was the standard like overall (laughs) roaming reporter is right roaming reporter Um, yeah (laughs) roving yeah do you know what the standard was really really good Um, and there was some you know it was we were actually just talking about it and a couple of people were even saying it the Ashburn Cup is the next best thing to inter-county and even the standard it's it's nearly really on par as well um, just some of the players that were on display you know you mightn't necessarily get to see them um, you mightn't necessarily get another opportunity to see some of some of them on display but it was absolutely brilliant and I must say um, credit where credit to you to Shauna Fitz and um, the whole crew at the CCAO um, they did an absolutely excellent job um, everything was run so efficient and um, credit as well to Connacht GA Centre of Excellence. It is an unbelievable setup. The amount of pitches that are available, the ample amount of parking that is there as well. Uh, they have a coffee dock. They have toilets, like plenty of toilets as well. And just to be inside in the dome and just to witness games in it, it's like something out of this world. It's completely different. Like it was, it was quite weird going in at first because you actually have to go through this rotating door and your ears actually pop when you go inside because like it's just it's all compressed I suppose um but it was, I must say it's it's absolutely brilliant and the amount of people that we actually spoke to um, over the last couple of days um, were kind of just saying like you know it, in an ideal world it would be great if every county had it and I was like even if the South East just got together and had one like you know to, to, to for like you know the, the I suppose the, the surrounding counties it would be absolutely excellent it's brilliant you know it's I suppose with the weather that we get here in Ireland it's ideal yeah and because you know what I suppose when you look back at it I'm thinking like the two years in a row that it was in weather it, that was in Washford there was a storm stormophilia yeah, yeah. Was I, was one in, of them. I was in it yeah and like I suppose like that kind of deterred it and you know you didn't really get to see with the full case full showcase of skill and all that so it was great to be able to actually like like we sat down for the three games yesterday in the Dome and it was, it was absolutely brilliant now I must say it was, it was really good and oh, it was so Watching well run Watching the stream the pitch looked massive mm. it looked very wide was it actually as wide It's the same dimensions as Crow Park from what I'm gathering Shorter is it shorter? Is it shorter? shorter yes because we had this conversation with somebody else and they were actually saying that um, the, there's no 65s marked out oh actually you're right oh, yeah. so it's, no. it's only the one yeah. the one it's a halfway line like, yeah. and that's it's just a halfway line so and it's, then it's, it's bog standard it's 130 metres long it is, then, yeah. Yeah. but it's the same width and they it can it just looked huge yeah. on the stream it um, looked very wide and I think they can hold about 8,000 Really? Which I didn't think, but see, on the other side, I suppose, where the cameras were, you can actually put the seating over there as well. Now, they obviously didn't have it over there on the day because, we say, a lot of the teams, the subs teams, uh, the the management teams and their subs were all kind of standing over there. Like, there was no seating over there. So there was only seating on one side? There was seating on one side. um, And then you had, there was actually noticeably at some teams, because there was actually a foot, there must have been some sort of football final on there yesterday on one of the grass fields. And the team... Actually, I can tell you that there was a Connacht uh, school 
Bowls final well, that was going on the out there. Crowd, the roars, because you could actually hear them all banging off the um <laughs> yeah the, 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 the dome itself. Yeah. Um, but they were actually they actually warmed up inside, and I was kind of like, how are they warming up? Like, and they had a nice bit of space, and even like TUD came in, they yeah, did a lot of their warm up. A lot of space at yeah. the back of the goals. Yeah, and but, but even on the side of the goals, there was actually, there was actually on, yeah. we'll say on the other on the side, other side, so you could definitely fit in. I suppose the the seating that you had where I suppose ye could see, you could fit that in on over on the other side as well. Oh, perfect. And how many t- pitches are under the dome? Just one. the one. Oh, just, just the one. one. Yeah, well, it's just, just the, the one. one pitch. Yeah, like it's it's huge. Like it's crazy. Like we said in knock, and when we were coming back, you could actually just see it. It just comes. Oh, out you can of see nowhere. it. It comes out of nowhere. Yeah, it's absolutely. Do you know what? It's brilliant. And, and what's it like inside? Would say for the players because lots of players hit the ball up high in the sky, and you yeah. know, is, does it go anywhere near no. hitting the roof or anything? No, nowhere near. And I actually because I was actually asking somebody about this, and somebody had said to me, and I please correct me if I'm wrong on this. Something got to do with the the way. I don't know the air is compressed or where it's circulated or whatever it is a ball is never going to hit the roof and same with a football now I don't know how I'm sure so there's some like science there's, behind it's it. It's like there's wind or something yeah, stopping it from going yeah, up there. Like, it was strange because I was kind of even thinking, I was like, you know what, Like you're kind of curiosity because it's a catch, you'd love to get a slitter and bait it up as high as you can. It, it, won't, go. it won't go. And even I have to say as well, it's done very well because obviously it's completely white the whole way around but behind the actual goals it's, it's a darker grey. Oh yeah! I, to me, that looked like it was transparent. No, it was um, it was a, it was kind of like a dark. It was like a lighter grey. Would say like so the whole thing was white, and then just behind the goals, then you had like a darker grey. I suppose it's to maybe so you can actually see the goalposts. Yeah, yeah. Because right, the, well, and the, po- the posts enough, are not going to be seen in the white no, background. Exactly. Right. And strangely enough, because it was only Farah said to me, he's like, "What are they on the top of the goalposts? Because at the very top of the goalposts, like there's two balls. Oh, I saw those. Yeah, yeah. just uh, that just up there as well. Like yeah, so. Yeah, it was, do you know what, it was an experience. And was it cold or warm or what? Freezing. Seriously? I was so cold I was yesterday. Because and I th- everyone seemed to have bundled up in coats and I thought, yeah. they're inside, you couldn't be that no, cold No, no, it was, now it was yesterday, like yesterday was very, very cold inside. Um, and the day before was grand, like you'd still want your coat and jacket, you'd still want a coat or a jacket in there, I found, but I'm a cold creature anyway, but yesterday I was absolutely perished in it. Well, that's strange because yeah. you'd imagine it's when it's inside mm-hmm. but most people but, whatever way the, the, the air is circulating yeah, in it yeah most people but I must say it is well worth the experience of even just going up to look at the place like it's classic you drive in and you had so to the left hand side yeah to the left hand side as you drive in there was two pitches then to the right hand side there was another two pitches then there was another two main pitches there was one back pitch so that, what's that two, four, six, seven, six, seven outside pitches Oh yeah, it's a full centre of excellence. Yeah, like you like have the really you have good. the pavilion itself, then yeah. obviously with the changing rooms, but then you have the dome separate then yeah. as well in the background. Like so, yeah. it's, it's and the guys on the live live stream were absolutely delighted with the coffee the, mm. the coffee shop in it. Oh, it was unreal! It was absolutely, the coffee del- was lovely. The coffee, <laughs> coffee was, was lovely. lovely. There was loads of food in it as mm. well. There was it was really well done. They yeah. haven't been to anywhere, I'd say. Yeah, but you did right. They should be something like that yeah. in around the the provinces. Now we hear that there may be coming down the, the stream and down the line somewhere along it but mm-hmm. I mean when that went up originally it was 3 million mm. I think to put three that up 3 or up. 6 somebody said 6 no it was 3 million yesterday. originally but if you go and try and put up one now like that's doubled you're looking yeah. at 6 to 6 These and a half million now yeah um, I must say like it's it, it was well worth it um 
it's definitely something that you can see huge benefit that I suppose the Connacht counties are certainly getting out of it and also a new IG Galway. Um, it was like it was really it was just a really it's a really well run place to go and even like when you're coming in sorry I have a habit of banging my fingers on things but even when you're actually driving in I must say like you know credit where credit is due to like you know the volunteers and the stewards for even the parking like they had so many people out there and there was literally there was none of this people trying to drive up close to the door it was they had so many people out in force here's your parking here's your parking here's your parking you know like everything was done nice fast um, there was no delays no nothing it was just so well run it was really really good it's an exp- I must say it is an absolute experience to go up like if you're ever up that part of the country and there's a match on it is well worth even if you've no interest it's well worth just going to in to have a look at it it's really really good now I must but say. it's definitely the way forward because I mean mm-hmm. the way the weather has been over the last yeah. number of weeks and pitches being closed like yeah. somewhere like that would be more and than actually beneficial the lads on Saturday I think during one of the matches they could hear the rain, rain beating down, down on it and they said God we're in we might be, mm. we, we might be warm but we're not getting that she said she'd never play a match in what's fallen no but no. at least you're saying dry I mean you can always put more extra layers yeah. on you in the whole lot but no and I will say like all the pitches that were outside <laughs> now I again I stand to be corrected I'm nearly sure all the pitches that were outside had some sort of a stand now there might necessarily have been seating in every single one of them but, but they did cover. have a bit of a bit of cover so like if you obviously wanted to get in there now they were predominantly used for the subs and the management team but still like you you had that bit of cover that was there and like like obviously you said there was a, a football match there on the Yeah Sunday no because the, the boys actually said it there yeah. was a school's final and there on was there. another match there there was another boys Gaelic football match there on the Saturday as well when we drove in because they were obviously giving our programmes for that and we were kind of like oh you know where are we going they were like Camogie is this way football is this way but very well very well run um, very easy to, to access it get around it all I, I must say it's it, it, brilliant brilliant it facilities. looked amazing yeah, it, brilliant it, it looked amazing on the live stream. Yeah, no, it did. It was. It was really, really good. And, you know, it was nice to be inside out of the rain as well. And do you know what? Even like they were saying, like, you know, it's great for the teams, obviously, that come up and win, but to say that they've won it in the, the Air Dome, it's, it kind of adds something a little extra to it. Because, like, you know, realistically, when are a lot of these girls, especially the girls, I suppose, down, say, the likes of Cork, uh, Kilkenny, Waterford, Carlo, Wexford. When are they going to get a chance to play up in Mayo again in that? Very seldom. Do you know? Yeah. So, I'd like, say. it was, it was really, and really good. And play up in Mayo in February and not get drowned. Exactly, yeah. No, do you know what I say? It was, it was lovely. Um, it was really, really nice. And even, like, you know, what would be really good, I suppose, like, it's a perfect situation now to even get, like, they could make a little community community out of it, like, get a hotel or whatever up there for, for people to be staying over. Because it's, you know what, it's really good. And I think, because um, Farlow was actually saying to me, I think there was, the I think there's a few footballers around the country now that were doing um, NFL trials or AFL trials or something, and they were up there the week previous. That's where they were actually doing their trials as well. Like yeah, so, it, it could is, be possible. It is being, like it's, it is being used. Yeah, so it's, it's really um, really good. Yeah, it can so, certainly be utilised for a lot of things. I yeah. would imagine. You're dead right. I mean, the CCAO committee, um, and that's with the farcical scenes that was going on last year in the between UL and the mm-hmm. players sitting on the fence and watching it, etc. I mean. There was a lot of there was a lot of hardship going on with the CCAO. I mean, we lost the chair, we lost most of the committee. 
that was offered because of uh, all the abuse and that that was yeah. issued at them and to be fair to them like it, they can't take the blame for it as such like there's protocols and procedures in place mm-hmm. that have to be followed um, but you're dead right I mean Shauna Fitzgerald and her team uh, of uh, Sean is actually the secretary or the chair mm-hmm. I should say a Waterford lady plays with gold tier yeah. as well um, and I have to say her speech was short to the point and excellent uh, she's obviously assisted there by Emer Coyle who's the secretary treasurer Connor Flynn and the PRO of Emer Goland and I suppose the only thing I can say is from a PR point of view the only bad thing that I would have to say about the whole weekend is actually the scores and that going up. Mm. That's, you know, when you go try and look for them. Yeah. While it was great that they were on stories and the half times was being put up, etc. Mm-hmm. But like afterwards, we could have done with a full block of, you know, mm-hmm. UL was playing whoever, all the semi-final results together, blah, 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 mm-hmm. and have a whole lot of them together. Uh, but I suppose like, you know, to go back to that point as well, that's, you know, something that, you know, because you'd be kind of looking for that information as well. But I suppose when you kind of named it out there, if they only have four or five people on, like, and they were, lit- now to be fair, oh, so, yeah. They were constantly on. They were constantly on point. Like Sean at one stage was doing the scoreboard um, for the finals on on Sunday. Like you know, so they were literally running around. They were trying to organise everything. Um, and you know, a fair play to them. They they did. They ran it really really well. And they have to be given huge huge credit for it because it was an absolutely brilliant weekend. I must say. They certainly do have to be given huge credit for it indeed. But we'll get back to that very very soon because right now we are teeing up a couple of. Of managers because there is matches to be played at the weekend and Kilkenny is going to be part of that and first up we're going to take uh, Seamus Kelly who is the intermediate manager and they're away to Cork at the weekend and hopefully he's joining me on the line right now. Shem, how are you? Uh, all good sounds like you're in a car on the way to training or somewhere and that's so hopefully the line will be okay for us but as we said uh, back into it the CCAO games were on at the weekend did you get a chance to go to any of them first to have a look at any of the players oh no I didn't get to make it up uh, the weekend so uh, I got to sit by the fire watching my television so a cup of tea in my hands so I wasn't too bad but um no, look, got a, there were two, two good games, in fairness, two tight games, you know, so really came down to the wire, but, um, you know, he definitely, he definitely saw a few things in the games anyway. Cork is on after the weekend. We know that you had the trilogy with him last year. They weren't easy games and no game in the league is easy now, but I suppose going into the game with two losses now, you'll be hoping for a turn of fortune against Cork and maybe to kickstart the season a little bit, albeit you have been missing a lot of the team in the first couple of games, but I believe you're going to the Camogie grounds in Cork at the weekend. Is that right? Yeah, I, I haven't actually... Uh, Heard which venue it is yet anyway, so uh, hopefully, hopefully you're right there anyway. But yeah, look, um, third game in the league, Martin. It's kind of hard to believe we're we're nearly three games in, and again against Cork, who, who I'd say at this stage are probably up there with favourites for the league this year. But um, look, it's been well known we've had had our challenges over the last two weeks. Obviously, we've had girls away with GCAO. That's that's fair enough, but I suppose there's still challenges to come. We'll be probably girls fairly sore after that weekend as well. You know, playing games back to back and. Do knocks that we still kind of have to get health checks on as well, but but look, um, we're going to Cork with a with a more settled panel now, um, and I suppose this will be our our first challenge to find out where Kenny really are at this moment in time. Um, look, Cork has Donny Daly over him. Uh, I would have went up would have would have went up against Donny there a couple of years ago with under 16s and we lost to him by a final all Ireland final. So I 
record Donny's very good at doing his homework he's very good the way he organises his team so look it's definitely going to be a challenge how much of a challenge is it for yourselves as well like having the college's finals in the middle of the league games because hopefully and I'm going to ask you that question shortly that everyone is after coming out of that with a clean bill of health and there's a different story there for obviously the teams that win because they are not going to be doing any training like for the week but I mean does it disrupt the plan much for the games coming up at the weekend? Yeah well I suppose it does, it does. and that's not fault of the players whatsoever you know what I mean like I'd be a big advocate of the of third level competition. You know, I suppose up there the weekend, I suppose out of a panel of 30 odd, you had, you know, you had 12, 13 training and look, they're putting in a good shift and they understand where other girls are at, like there's no issue there. But, you know, it, it, it does take away from it. There's only so much you can do then leading into a leading into a game of the week. Like, you know, there's only so much you can cover. So you're kind of hoping that the girls come back in, in, in good shape. I, I do imagine there's going to be tired bodies, so... Again, that's going to come down to a lot of game management um, on Saturday and trying to figure out how do we get the most out of these players and kind of how do we how do we keep you know keep the contention against Cork, you know. So look, there's, there's a lot of questions the management team we're asking ourselves at the moment. What's the best thing to do? How are we going to handle it? But look, we've we've had plenty of challenges so far. We'll we'll overcome them and we'll, we'll figure it out. Do you think that you'll be able to put out your strongest team possible after last weekend's games or have you any uh, recurring injury issues or anyone that took a, a hefty knock or anything after the weekend? No, so far there's been no, no, no bad reports anyway. Now, we're going to be down these lights. Unfortunately, Vlahi um, went rolled her ankle very badly against the, uh, in, in the Galway game so she's only come back from from injury, I don't think she'll be ready for it. Like you know, so look. But at the moment, Martin, we're, we're just trying to work through, start working through the players that have been away. We'll know a lot more tomorrow night when we get back together. But look, so far, so good anyway. Um, but again, it's what the big challenge is. Like a lot of these girls were building up mentally for a big, a big massive challenge in the semi-final, you know, in the final, and we're trying to build yourself up for something. There's a lot of mental energy required. So again, when you come down off that, it can be tricky and hard to get yourself kind of back up to where you need to be so again it'll be a challenge for the group this way to reset ourselves and get those girls back in with us and kind of refocus and reset for the challenge ahead look we need to try and get something out of these next three games you know if we're trying to stay in this somewhat we need to try and get something out of it so look after tomorrow night hopefully we'll have some good news anyway yeah, I was just going to say to you, I mean, while girls, especially after last year's league and getting to the league final, might have expected the same things to happen this year, you're kind of at the other end of the spectrum this year because in the last three games, you're now looking for a couple of wins to try and cement your place in the Division 2B league for next year and not to be trying to fight relegation. So does that get into the mindset of the players? Um, is it difficult to try and bring them back down and try and get them focused on the job in hand? I don't think it will. I think in terms of these girls that we have, they're, they're they're brilliant. They're brilliant people. Like and you know, they know when they're coming back, they're coming back to play for their county. So I don't think they need any more motivation than that. You know, and I think they will be coming back with the best intentions to get themselves ready for for this Saturday and for for the games to come as well. You know, I suppose for us, I would say that this week is the start of our of our of our new journey this year to figure out where we are and what we want to try and get out of it. I know we can speak about last year and last year was absolutely it was brilliant the progress the intermediates made but again 
year in, year out, the intermediates can change. You see girls from the intermediate last year progressing to the senior panel. They're trying to impress chat at the moment. They're trying to, you know, get a start jersey, stay within that panel. And we've got some new faces in this year, and we have to integrate them as well. So, look, these are these are the great challenges. And it's a great challenge for Kelly Kamogi too to see that girls can move up to a level and then other girls can start filtering into the intermediate to start learning the trade to hopefully someday filter up into that senior panel too. So, look, it's, this is the start now, Martin, really, you know, and this is where we're going to figure out where we're at. Well, we look forward to the remaining couple of matches in the league and following the progress and the very best of luck to yourself and the team down in Cork at the weekend. And when we're chatting, hopefully next week, uh, that we'll be celebrating a victory and the one of many for the year to come. But as always, Shem, thank you so much for giving us the time uh, this evening because I know you're a busy man and all. But yep, the very best of luck at the weekend. Thanks very much, Baron. Talk soon. Pleasure as always. That is Seamus Kelly there, the manager of the Kilkenny Intermediate Team. Anya, it's going to be a tough couple of matches for those girls because nobody really wants to be in relegation trouble. I mean, the fear of having to go down to Division three and I mean that respectfully to any of the teams there because they want to get out of it to come up into the division as well but like there's a strong possibility there at the minute yeah there is Um, but I think like you know to be fair to the intermediate squad I think they've probably been using the last couple of weeks as more of a trial basis for a lot of their players and you know as Shem has said there as well they would have had a good few girls that would have been involved in the third level colleges over the weekend you know there were 16 teams out I think out of the 16 Kilkenny had 11 or 12 colleges um, where they had Kilkenny had um, representatives in so you know that's going to be a spread of players throughout the intermediate and the senior panels and I suppose to be fair to the college to be fair to the managers they probably wanted to give the colleges every opportunity in those games as well um, I think when push comes to shove though I think Kilkenny will really propel like and I think now that the college's games are over I think that they can slowly but surely start to really focus on an inter-county season Well we'll get to that uh, in-depth knowledge in a minute but obviously the Division 2B team has had a couple of games under their belt at the minute but starting this weekend is the Division 1A League games and Kilkenny have a home game in UPMC Nolan Park against Cork this year. I mean, you couldn't write it. What a tough game to get. And it's a first because the new manager is going to be there as well and that is Peter Chapclear and hopefully when I push this button here, Chap is going to join me on the phone line. Chap, how are you? How are you, Martin? I am all good. Thank you so much again for joining us here on Come On Kind. As we said, I suppose you've done the trials, you've been training away, now it's down to the business and the first league game that you get to sink your teeth into as manager and who better only than the All-Ireland champions coming to town as well into UPMC Nolan Park. (laughs) What a way to start off your managerial career. Yeah, sure. Look, it's, it's absolutely brilliant, uh, Martin. And look, we're really excited about it. We're really looking forward to it. Um, we've a nice little bit of work done as a squad over the last uh, couple of months. Um, and I suppose, look, it, it, it's, it's the first competition of the year. It's a national competition. And, uh, you know, we're really looking for uh, for a big performance from our girls uh, on Saturday. And uh, it's, a, it's a fantastic opportunity. And uh, we're, 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 we're looking forward to it. 
I just had Shem Kelly on there a short time ago before we got yourself as well and I put the same question to him have preparations been hampered a small bit with the CCAO finals being scheduled in um, I know this is only your first game uh, so you haven't had the problem of having to, to get games in between them to have them out of the way first and then bring girls back and have them playing this is your first game but have you many in the panel that will be involved with the third level colleges? Yeah, I think we've 12 or 13, Martin, uh, of our girls, so over, over a third, uh, 40% of our panel are actually involved in some way with uh, with Ashburn or Purcell. And, but I suppose on the other hand, it's fantastic because you know, they're, they're all getting loads of games with their colleges and uh, it, was a, it was a brilliant week. But look, it has been a challenge as a, as a manager of an inter-county team over the last uh, number of, of, of weeks in particular, especially since we got to the 1st of January. It, it, it has been a bit of a challenge and I suppose managing the workload really and making sure, I suppose, being selfish, that from Kenny's perspective, we were getting a bit of time with the girls, but also the college is a very important competition for those as well, and a lot of girls on scholarships, etc. So we needed to give them an opportunity to uh, to give everything for their college too. So uh, in one way, it, it, uh, it has been a challenge, but I suppose in the other way, it's great now that uh, with, with that competition over at the weekend, we get a kind of full access to the girls from here on in. So that'll definitely help, not just us, because every county is in the same boat, uh, but it certainly will help us in terms of, of, of managing the workload of the guys. Chap, where do you see the league game going for yourself? Because obviously this is the first competitive game that you're going to see the players involved in. It is the National League. There's five league games, I suppose, to see where the team is going to go in the competition itself. But where do you see the league for yourself? Is it to try out to, for you to find your best team and to see where players is there or to get a good run in before the Leinster Championship and then up running into the All-Iron Series? Yeah, I think it's a combination of all those things, Martin. I mean, we have a relatively new panel. Um, there, are, there, there's a lot of experience there, but there's a lot of new girls that are, that are in for the for the first time, or maybe have been on the fringes for the last couple of years. So, uh, there is a great chance for a lot of those girls to, to put their hand up and, and, and stake a claim for championships. So, we definitely want to give girls an opportunity to to see uh, how they can compete at this level. Uh, but also, we're very mindful of the fact that it is a national competition. We do want to go as far as we can in it. Uh, and ultimately, we, we, we want to get results because it's a, it's a results-driven business. So, um, first and foremost, really looking for big performances in each of our games and at the end of the five games. And it is brilliant, to get five games in seven weeks is great. So, we'll have a fair idea as a squad and as a panel and as a management where we are uh, in seven weeks' time once we those five games played. Obviously, it has been a couple of busy weeks as well for some of the players involved with Dixborough. They obviously got to the All-Iron final winning that and it was great for the club. And obviously, there's players involved with yourself then in on the panel as well. And it's great that the club then gets the honour of having the captaincy of Kilkenny. Do we know who's going to be leading out the team this year? No, not 100% sure yet. Um, uh, I'm sure we'll find out in the next day or two, Martin. Um, but I suppose, look, the way I'd be looking at it is from a squad perspective is that, you know, we're 35 on a panel and every single one of those girls are, are bringing something to the group um, and that I, I need and I require all those girls to, to show leadership at different different stages. So, um, yes, obviously we will have a captain, um, but ultimately uh, it's, it's, it's a group think and, and we want everybody to, to, to have a leadership role in the squad. Um, but yeah obviously Dixborough having won the county final we'll, we'll get that honour Obviously when Derek Lean took over in the Kilkenny Hurlers there was lots of talk going out about his managerial style and how he was going to get the best out of the players how has the players taking to the new system because obviously they've been used to 
the old regime that was there for a while with Brian and his backroom team. Obviously, you have a new backroom team in as well. What's the buy-in been like from the players? Yeah, I, I couldn't speak highly enough about the players. Uh, I suppose you'd have to ask them what they think was of, of me and of the, ma- of the management of the backroom team. Uh, but from my perspective, uh, I couldn't have asked for more from the players. Uh, they've been absolutely fantastic. Their effort, uh, their enthusiasm for it, their, their hunger for it is just, uh, it's just, it's, 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 it's refreshing to see really, to be honest, Jim Martin. So, um, you know, but we're, we're playing at such an elite level now that, that, you know, enthusiasm and all that only takes us so far. We have to back that up then with our technical ability and our performances as well on the day. But, but I couldn't speak hard enough about that group of girls since we've got them back in the middle of November just for kind of pre-testing and strength and conditioning. Um, they've, they've been absolutely amazing. I couldn't say enough positive things about them. I suppose when it comes down to it as well over the weekend, have we any major injury concerns going into the uh, first encounter against Cork at the weekend? Did everyone come out with a, a clean bill of health or have we any injury worries going into the National League? Yeah, well, I suppose, look, uh, we have a couple of injuries. Sarah Crowley from kind of broke her ankle uh, yeah, Sunday, or Saturday morning in training. So Sarah had been absolutely flying with her. So she'll, uh, she'll be a big loss for the group. And um, we have a couple of other girls that have little niggles and knocks that we will assess tomorrow night and again on Thursday before making a decision. And I suppose you have some other girls then, the likes of, of Grace and Miriam Walsh, who are coming back from longer-term injuries as well. So, um, look, we, we, we do have injuries, but every team has injuries as well. Um, but on the flip side, you know we have a very competitive panel. We've 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 thirty five player panel. Um, so whilst one player might not be available, that does give an opportunity for another girl to to step up and uh, and take their chance when it comes. It certainly does and as you said with 35 there there's lots of chances um, available for players to step up to the mark with that one and of course that is going to be the big game live on KCLR as well this weekend because we were going to have full live coverage of the game from UPMC Nolan Park and that is all thanks to Callan Co-op and we will be live on air from I would reckon about 10 to 2 there on Sunday Chab I suppose I hear a little pattering going on in the background as well um, Daddy is there obviously you have uh, four girls um, and I'd say they're bursting with pride now that you know you're going to be heading up the Kakenny Camogie team at the weekend what has home life been with the girls since you took over the job? Yeah, I haven't really seen a whole lot of them to be honest with Martin um, because I've been so busy with um, with I suppose organising and setting up and I suppose when you have a brand new uh, backroom panel and and, and 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 group of girls to get to know. Uh, there was a lot of time invested in that, so haven't really seen a massive amount of them. Uh, but at the same time, um, you know, I, I know they're very proud, and I know they're they're um, they're, they're thrilled. I suppose me being involved, uh, and they're, they're a huge support, and it's a huge comfort to me knowing that I have that background support for my family because it wouldn't be possible to do without that. And they know I love Camogie, but they all love Camogie, so it's um, you know they they know it's. it's it's, it's what I want to do and, and, and they're fully behind me which is great but unfortunately well maybe fortunately for them they don't get to see as much as me uh, <laughs> at the moment but uh, yeah it's pretty pretty full full on at the moment which is great I'm sure they won't mind too much now if they get to go and follow Daddy at an All-Ireland Final in Crow Park um, this year it will be great for the whole family uh, just to clarify because I probably did say that the match was Sunday it's not it is actually Saturday that we are going to be live um, but but yeah, I suppose as well, you know, it's a great honour, I suppose, for the team 
um, for a home game but it's also going to be at UPMC Nolan Park home of Kilkenny Hurling and now Camogie as well great venue to have maybe not so good results coming in the past but still it's great to be able to play in the venue Oh sure, look, it's incredible and we're really appreciative of Kilkenny GA for, for facilitating us because at the end of the day it's our county ground and uh, when you're a little boy or a little girl growing up, you know, first and foremost you want to play for your club and then you want to play for your county and when you play for your county, the mecca for us in Kilkenny is Nolan Park. So for the girls to get the opportunity to, you know, even talk out and be in the dressing room and experience all that is, is absolutely fantastic and Kilkenny GA have been very supportive we've, we've used the facilities in terms of meetings and stuff a number of occasions so uh, we're, we're very appreciative of, of the uh, the collaboration we're getting with them and obviously having there as a venue on Saturday is um, is, is extra special for us all and you know, I have heard in the past people say that, that Nolan Park hasn't been a good hunting ground for um, for Kilkenny but look I suppose from my perspective and our perspective this is a, a new group and we don't have any baggage so we're just looking forward to, to getting stuck into Nolan Park um, obviously all our champions coming to town really exciting and uh, hopefully to be a decent Kilkenny crowd out of the Cologne support the girls and uh, the city uh, hopefully by, by Saturday evening we'll have got a really good performance I think uh, once we get that we, we can take it from there I think you, you can be guaranteed that there's going to be a decent crowd uh, over the weekend going to the matches Chap I know you're a busy man thank you so much for taking the time out and having a chat with us here on Come On Kind we look forward to a busy year ahead we look forward to our little chats as well whether they be Results, good, indifferent or great, uh, we'll certainly be reviewing um, all of the weekend and we look forward to following the progress of yourself and the team right throughout the year here with ourselves on Come On Kind and also hopefully for all of the games which we are doing all the league games exclusively on KCLR as well this year which is great for the team. But thank you so much for joining us on Come On Kind this evening. Thanks, Martin. Thank you. Thanks. That was Chap Clear there having a chat with us about the games coming on the weekend. Anya, I know I'm jumping a little bit. We're going to revert back to the CCAO games because in fairness to the two lads, they had training and we needed to get the... um, the interviews done to allow them to get to the venues, obviously on time as well. But uh, the Ashbourne Cup was won by UL because your own sister-in-law was on the team as well. Now they had a jumpy semi-final, you could say. Um, TUD, who were the holders, also put it up to them in the final. But it certainly looked like it was going, or it was a decent game, I should say. Yeah, I have to say um, both semi-finals on Saturday were absolutely outstanding. Um, they served up to crackers of games and, you know, you've seen UL um, I suppose in the first one at two o'clock, you know, it was, it was absolutely pandemonium in, in inside in the dome. Both teams just, you know, so hungry, so aggressive on the ball. Um, but, you know, ultimately it came down to it came down to a two point difference. Um, 16 points, 14 and finished that game there with obviously UL coming out on top. You know, I suppose you have to look at um Emer McGrath from Drummond Inch Tipperary uh, definitely uh, certainly a stalwart for them on the Saturday you know she was extremely good on her freeze you know she, she put if majority if all of them over a bar maybe one or two but you know she certainly was a shining light there for them and also Sarah McCartan from Cragwell in, in Tipperary in uh, Galway 
She was excellent for them as well. Um, Sharon, Sha- Sharon Shanahan from Shinron and Offaly, she was also excellent. Sinead O'Keefe, um, Thomas Town was the captain of the UL team, unfortunately for Sinead. She was injured, um, so she didn't get to take part in the, in the weekend at all. But, you know... That's she, tough. Yeah, very, very tough for her. But, you know played a captain's role off the field as well and I think you know that's certainly what was um, what was extremely important then on to the other semi-final then you had um, TUD and you had DCU and you know I suppose it was really going to be a battle of the, the North Colleges and you know the two Dublin Colleges coming up against each other and you had if I'm mistaken I think there was sisters playing on either teams there Gannon sisters nearly sure there was yeah Ashton Gannon was playing for uh, DCU and uh, Claire Gannon no is it yeah Claire Gannon was playing for at TUD in Dublin um, you know a really 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 good tough final uh, TUD coming out there 15 points to, to 111 um, again a cracker of a game probably a little bit more physical than the first game um, you know I thought Kira O'Connor was exceptional she was absolutely outstanding for uh, DCU on the Saturday, she was like Kira O'Connor for St Martin's. Kira O'Connor for St Martin's. She was she was excellent. Neve Dealy started off so so well. There's a bite about Neve Dealy this year, and, and I'm looking forward to actually seeing her playing. Um, looking forward to her seeing her playing with the seniors now in the coming weeks. Um, thought she was very very strong as well. Abby Flynn made a big difference when she came in. Um, she came off the bench. I think she had been injured the last couple of weeks. Um, and she came in off the bench and scored a goal within moments of coming in. And kudos, listen, you have to give a shout out there. Roisin Breen was um one of the managers there for the DCU team, and I suppose to have you're actually teeing this up nicely for me because we've heard about it and there's been promotions with Electric Ireland yeah. about female managers getting involved in the sport and only if they're asked that they will do so etc mm-hmm. but you've been doing a bit of research over the weekend and there has been so many female managers mm-hmm. over the colleges this year. Yeah which was really really good to see. I think out of the 16 teams that were involved we had uh, nine female managers um, which was brilliant and I suppose the one thing that kind of kind of stood out to me for Roisin Breen and again I can't obviously I can't say if any of the other female managers have but Roisin Breen is an Ashburn winner herself with UL she, you know, she played in gold I think is it four or five she has I'm, I'm nearly sure she has four she could potentially I have five I think she has the five yeah. and then she has the management role with DCU then as well yeah yeah she, uh, cause did she, was, she manage with UL no I don't think so I'm not sure I, I, I was trying to figure that out when you were telling me the, the yeah. figures and I knew she was definitely part of the management team with Jim mm. Kelly the year that the yes. GCU won it yeah. but I was trying to rack my brains and see was she actually part of any of the management team of the UL teams that was worth no, the winning I, I think she I think she was playing in goal I think she was playing in goal the whole time but you know what you know I suppose like yes she was under Shem you know for a couple of years there but she's kind of stepped up the role there and, and she's giant manager there with Seamus O'Brien who's also part of our intermediate Correct. management team um, so you know what you know, that's a great achievement for her but you know they were just I really feel like DCU were very very unlucky in this game um, personally I think they they definitely probably were the stronger team but just couldn't get over the line there um, on the day um, we had a good con- Kilkenny contingent from that TUD obviously getting over the line there um, Emma Minogue was pivotal uh, for TUD uh, she sat back in the she sat back right in behind her half back line in front of her full back line uh, for the whole duration of that game and uh, she just mopped up an amount of ball um, 
And do you know what? Roshi McCormick as well. We've spoken about her so many times. She was really, really strong. Very, very good. You know, she's definitely probably one of their, their go-to players. And then I suppose it all came down to the final. I think really, for a spectator's point of view, I think everybody was hoping for a DCU and UL final, I suppose. But listen, it was all, it's TUD, the reigning champions, they weren't going to let their title go down. But the sheer excitement from TUD after the final whistle when they beat DCU was, they were just gone absolutely crazy. Now, UL obviously celebrated as well, but... Yeah, but when you have two Dublin yeah, teams and their rivalry is there, yeah, it was like it had it had that extra bite to it, and I think that's why it was a lot more physical as well. Um, but yeah, listen, they got to get through to the final, and then I suppose listen for both teams to, to turn around on the day, and like it was, I suppose listen, the scoreline probably doesn't fairly reflect how even both of these teams were. I think certainly what edged it for UL they were more hungrier for it and I know I was listening to an interview that Dinny Ferncombe had done after the the previous game and he said that no like you know we're not holding um, what happened last year you know that might be in the back of someone some of the girls minds but it certainly it had to be it had to play yeah. a part and I think uh, is it GA Statsman he had a picture up online there today and it was like um, 2023 unfairly knocked out of the Ashburn 2024 champions and I think that just summed it up like it was the absolute cracker um, you know Emer McGrath um, got a goal in the first half and then Susan or Susan Delaney from Portleash she got a goal and I think everyone's kind of looking at it going God is this going to be a whitewash then, like you know, UL got off to a great start. Like the first fifteen minutes, they completely and utterly dominated the first fifteen minutes of the first half. And then TUD, it was always going to happen. They got their purple patch. They got their purple patch. Probably the best time for UL. They got it in the final fifteen minutes, and they just kept on clawing and clawing, clawing it back. And um, they got um, Roisin, um, Roisin McGrath latched onto a ball and she just drove through the, the centre of the UL defence, completely opened them up and sent an absolute cracker into the into the back of the net. Um, you know, but then second half came, you know, there was only a point, I think, in it, maybe at half time. Um, and then second half came out and you could just see whatever the management team said to Moreto O'Brien at half time or whatever they said to that whole team at half time they completely spurged on um they were just outstanding they literally just came out of the box Moreto O'Brien thoroughly thoroughly deserved player of the match she was catching ball she was latching onto ball she was driving on forward the very minute they got that goal they completely opened up TUD and you could see TUD they just couldn't get to grips and I think something that was really really you know kind of you're looking at it I suppose I'm looking at the UCC game the day before the number 7 for UCC was left free the whole time and nobody stood up to mark her whereas you look at the you look at the, the final then Emma Minogue was doing that exact same role um, for TUD but Zian Splan came along and she literally followed her around the place wherever Emma Minogue went Zian was following her and it really actually took two of the um, TUD players out of the game because Zian wouldn't leave Emma Minogue's side but Zian marker wouldn't leave her side yes. that normally plays corner forwards yes Aye. so like literally it looked like she was like Zian was trying to mark Emma Zian's player was trying to mark her so Zian was causing trouble for Emma she was annoying Emma the other one was annoying Zian Zian was just running around in circles <laughs> with the two of them and it, you know what it worked a treat it completely took Emma Minogue out of the game and that was in the first half when you look at it Emma Minogue was delivering a lot of ball particularly in that 15 minutes when they got on top 
But I think definitely, um, you know, Casey Hennessy, she had a really, really good game as well. Now, they did lose Claire Kingston at half time. Not sure if it was through injury or whatever the case may be. Um, but Laura McNamara came in there. She was pivotal. She got one or she lashed on to one or two points. Emer Grah, again, she was excellent. Maria O'Brien, as we spoke about, she got player of the match. She was really, really good. Um, Alva Larkin from uh, Limerick, brilliant midfield. She was cramping up on Saturday. She was kind of cramping up on Sunday. But by God, did she keep going at it. Um, listen, they were, you well, without a doubt, deserve that. And the absolute not a sheer excitement after the game it was absolutely brilliant for them it was oh they were they were just completely like gone mad all together do you know what it was brilliant and it was great to see that Kilkenny had four representatives on it you know Sinead Farrell obviously playing in goal Sinead O'Keefe captain obviously not playing because of injury but still you know got to got to go up and accept the cup we had Rachel Brennan from Tullerone and we had Marie Corcoran from Moonkine as well so you know great to see that Kilkenny are still consistently We had a right spread over the weekend yeah, we had 59 players like, yeah. involved out of the 16 teams we had 59 players involved like you know that's huge like I would imagine Dublin and Galway probably topped the, the amount of players obviously um, but you know still Kilkenny having 59 players involved um, over the weekend that's not including some of the management as well because obviously you had Angela and Ann Downey you had Liam Lee we had Roisin Breen we had Aoife Norris um, you know so we had a good spread of I suppose management positions as well um, going on there too so yeah it was you know it was a cracker of an Ashburn final Hectic weekend overall Hectic. Is yeah what absolutely you crazy yeah. right uh, we're going to run through because obviously the Ashburn is the main event but there was obviously other teams that was involved in Kilkenny had representatives and Carlo representatives as well but in the Ashling Murphy final it was victory there for Marino over uh, UUM now not too sure I'm assuming that's an Ulster University Ulster University Thank you yeah. uh, for that one. So that's a good win there for Marino. I am moving up along and here Kate then. And Kate McCluskey from St. Bridges was the captain of the Marino team. I knew I saw that somewhere. Yeah, yeah we had yeah. Uh, Kilkenny representation on that one. Um, if I'm not mistaken, great weekend for UL because did I not see that they actually won the Umwea Gone Cup? They certainly did, yeah. And we actually had two girls involved. We had Meg Ryan from John Locke's Ben's Bridge and we had Sarah Hayes from Moonkine, um on that team as well. So, and uh, two, two more medals to add to the to add to the trophy cabinet. Uh, and they actually took on University of Galway mm-hmm. in that one so that was the Unwell Gone Cup well done to everybody involved there the Father Mar Cup final uh, went to Queen's University Belfast over uh, Ulster University if I'm not mistaking there Anya Jordanstown yep yep so that was UUJ so Queen's winning that one then we come to the Parcel Cup and we might talk about this in a little bit of in-depth but maybe not too much because Obviously, it's not their fault, but um, Carlo got to the final, SETU Carlo, and they were up against University of Galway. And we were actually speaking about this via our group um, with come on kind between everyone that was involved in it. I mean, when you look at it at the end, it was a cricket score for Galway. Now, that's not Galway's fault. Galway was in the division. They got relegated Mm -hmm. and that's it. But... I mean, they were way too strong for the Parcel Cup and maybe there's something to be said about not having relegation or something for... I mean, I mean, they just blew Carlo out of the water. No disrespect to Carlo. Like, I mean, they played brilliantly. They had a great semi-final win. They tried their best in the final. But, like, University of Galway is a top-tier 
college and should be playing in the Ashbourne Cup and to be fair and this is only a personal view and I'd probably be given out for having it anyway but I mean it's very unfair to the teams that is in the Purcell Cup that might have a chance of winning maybe a Purcell Cup um, when you have the teams there but it's it's not Galway's fault like no. they're in the division they won it fair and square and fair play to them they'll now get promoted back up to the mm-hmm. Ashbourne Cup for next year but disappointing for Carlo though Yeah really disappointing for Carlo I suppose like when you look at NUIG um, they had a very comprehensive win over um, Mary I on the Saturday they you know they beat Mary I 4-11 to 8 points on the Saturday and SCTU Carlo they beat UCC uh, 1-12 to 8, 8 points so they had a really good victory in their semi-final both teams did and yes I think NUIG were certain probably too strong for the person I think they would have kind of given Helter I don't know I, I get what you're saying and I do agree I definitely think they were too strong for Purcell I don't know would they have been in the top four for Ashburn either really? yeah like it was now was the, was the Ashburn that's because I mean I'm only looking at what I yeah. saw on the, the streams over the weekend like and everything mm-hmm. I mean Tiffy Fitz going back to the All-Ireland final yeah. of 2020 within 10 yeah. seconds she was after getting the first point mm-hmm. of the final as well but like University of Galway just looked awesome their movement yeah. their play the goals they scored the scoring the tackling they were tenacious like uh, yeah I think like to certainly in the first half like Tegan Canning Every ball she touched, she's she got a score from. I think she might have maybe had one wide, but she was certainly she was probably the the, the most fluent influential player. I think she actually got um I think she actually got player of the match in that as well. Um, you know Tiffy Fitz I thought was absolutely outstanding as well. Um, Alana Kelly from Portumna I thought she was very very good. Neve McPeak she had a very very good game. An awful lot of names that we're probably going to see on an intermediate or a senior Galway squad yeah. if we're to be honest, like. You know, I'm looking at there, Sabina Rabbit. She was on a she was on the Galway she senior was on the team Galway last team. year, yeah, the yeah. year before. I think didn't she only come up from minor level? Um, I, think I think you're right. Yeah, and I think she went straight into a senior setup. Um, you know, you've got um, Reese Steele Kelly. She would have been on the Sarsfields team. You know that have only competed in in an All Ireland final. Um, you know, obviously we have Tiffy there ourselves. Uh, Joanne talking Daly. about Tiffy. I mean, if Chap was watching that, do you think that we found a new position for Tiffy? Yeah, I think like, and you know what? I I I actually think midfield is a really good position for her. If I'm, I was so impressed yeah. with her performance, like mm. over the weekend, um, she's an attacker as yeah. well. She's really good at defending. She's well able to read a ball, and and I think by I, if you kind of if you kind of push her into a half back position are you kind of limiting to her just defending? I think by pushing her into midfield, you're allowing her to attack. Like, personally, well, I would be pushing Steffi up as well. I'd yeah. be pushing Steffi into a forward position. If you were putting, and I, I hate using this terminology, but I mean, the Super Bowl was on yesterday. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you're looking at Tiffy kind of like a, a quarterback position, even if you were to play her kind of centre-back and have her attacking a small mm-hmm. little bit like Rona Mar used to do yeah. for Tipperary over the last number of years. His brother Paddy was the very same. Um, I, I, I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud here because I yeah. mean, looking at her performance yesterday, it was it was outstanding. Yeah, she was. Like, she was, to be fair, she was excellent, I think. But I also, like, listen, and, and it's no disrespect, I think um, SEUT, Carlo, I just think think that they probably NUIG just I think from the get-go from the start of the year this year I think everybody kind of had a look at NUIG Galway thinking that they were going to be red hot favourites 
then you throw in the fact that they're hosting the tournament as well that's going to be an added you know a, an added bonus to them the last time that they won the Purcell Cup it was in Galway back in 2018 like it's no coincidence that when they're playing on their home soil that they, they push yeah they there, push yeah. on um, listen I think well I mean it is called the NUIG Dome yes so I mean they're obviously yeah. well accustomed to it and exactly. playing games there as um, well you know but I think listen you know it's I think it's it's a huge for SETU Carlo to get to a final a personal cup final I think that's a great honour in itself I think they probably will be disappointed with the end result um, but I said it on the, we were talking about it on the way home I was like I think I'd prefer to get bet by 30 points than get bet by a point oh yeah if, if I'm I, being honest about I, I'm it I'm an advocate of that um, I hate getting and I think, by a point yeah and I think do you know what I think next year it's just going to be a learning block for a lot of these players I think they'll just have to go back I don't know who they're losing from it. I have to say though um, I was very impressed with Amy Collier from Camros um, I thought she had a really good game Sophia Kerr from Connie Shamrocks was excellent Emma Mulhall tried her hardest um, Eve Sinnott from Carlo as well really really good strong player too Like so they have some really nice players they and who's to say who's going to come into Carlo next yep. year we just, don't, we just know. don't know who's to say who we're going to lose from NUIG Galway next year but I think NUIG Galway I think that they are going to they're going to add something to the Ashburn it'll be very interesting to see who's going to get relegated from the Ashburn because there's a lot mm-hmm. of teams that are certainly on a fringe there and I wouldn't be shocked if we're going to see a big name college relegated. Yeah, it's possible. You know, back to person. Yeah. Um, but you know what? NYG were well worth their money. You have to say, just from the get-go yesterday, even when they got so far ahead, they were still pushing and pushing and pushing. They always kept going at it. It didn't matter who was standing in front of them. It didn't matter what the score was. They were going until the final whistle and they thoroughly deserved their victory unfortunate for SCTU Carlo but listen I would be looking at it going we got to a final that's the main thing building yes, blocks hurt. Like, yeah. yeah exactly um, but and Tiffy again captain of the um, NUIG Galway team too so you know a really a great weekend with three captains it was a fantastic yeah. weekend overall fair play to the CCEO it's a pity now because that's obviously the college's part now again for the year ahead we have to mention also the Loretto was into the senior All-Ireland mm-hmm. final after beating Mara as well so fair play to them I think actually that extra time yeah, yeah. Um, the two Ross teams is in the final if I'm not mistaken St Mary's and Our Lady of Lourdes because we have Glenmore girls and Tullerher girls involved with them as well because both of them won their semi-finals if I'm not mistaken so mm-hmm. uh, and I think that final is down for the 24th of February or sometime around there yeah, so yeah um, best of luck to everybody involved there in the second level schools but we look forward to the return of the colleges again we have to wait till September but we have lots of action in between because now we're going to move on to the very camogie leagues and I'm going to take the fixtures exactly on you as they happen here in front of me which we are going to start with the 2B leagues and this is Clare and Galway this is a 12 o'clock throw-in in Ina Kilnamona in County Clare and Galway I suppose favourites do you think going into this one? Where are we? 2B or 1A? 2B sorry I'm starting because I have my fixtures here so Clare and Galway is the first one No, That's 1A that's one, eh? No. <laughs> 2B, I'm looking at it here. Round three. Clare versus Galway, 12 o'clock in Oina Kilnamona with the referee of Cahill McAllister. Well, that's not the way I print it off. So anyway, I'll call it the fixtures. Who's okay. going to win this one? Sorry, so who's, who, who's playing Claire again? Clare v. Galway. Janie Mack. Third time. Clare and Galway. Clare and Galway, 2B. Oh, Galway. 
definitely Galway. That's I what think. I said. Like they're they've been really yeah, uh, raking been, up good victories. They and certainly have. Like, and I think like a lot of the girls that we've probably seen on the NUIG uh, team um, are probably going to be to be back for that. Um, so it's certainly going to add a bit of a bit of spice to to that game. Cork and Kilkenny is the second game on. That's two o'clock in the Cork Camogie grounds with Justin Heffernan down as the referee. How do you see this one going? Cork and I think I have the wrong sheets here. No, Do, uh, yeah, I'll call them out to you. You have okay. Cork, Cork and Kilkenny. Cork and Kilkenny in the senior. No, no, this is Division Two. Oh, oh, it's a hard one because I suppose when you're looking at Cork, like they've always do so well in the league, and I suppose Kilkenny are at that stage where they are. I suppose trying to nail down a panel at the moment um, you know listen they will be obviously aided with girls coming back from playing at the weekend um, and I think if Kilkenny can just get to grips with that obviously Neve Lahey is going to be a loss um, for that game there as well but you know there certainly is going to be other players that can um, you know step up to the mark there I would be hoping I really would be hoping for a Kilkenny victory in that we've seen two losses so I would love to see a victory in that Well we need to see something coming or as we said earlier we may be staring down the barrel of a relegation fight the last uh, game then is obviously this is the six teams we have in Division 2B it's Wexford and Tipperary Wexford at home mm-hmm. St. Patrick's Park in Enniscorthy is going to be the venue 2 o'clock throw-in our referee is Jason Buckley from Dublin how do you see this going? Yeah do you know and again another big game for both teams um, both teams coming off the back of a win I think Tipperary had a good win the, the last day out as well they did. Wexford obviously having a very good win over Kenny by 7 points um, a home game as well for Wexford and I think they're only going to be building on confidence there um, I'm going to give the nod slightly to Wexford on that I was just seeing whether it was going to be a double header or not in that one but it's not right we're moving to 3B this time um, Dublin and Limerick is in this one this is going to be played in TU Blanchardstown uh, with a 2 o'clock throw and Orla Donnelly is going to be the referee this is obviously Dublin's second team mm-hmm. and Limerick's second team as well in it do you know much about this one T- to be fair it would be wrong of me to probably comment on no, it no that's fair yeah, enough because yeah. I, I wouldn't know too much about them no no um, that's and fair I enough I like to do any injustice there okay, well, to, I to keep, yeah team, no no that's, so. that's fair enough I will keep moving down the list then because we have 3B round 1 obviously this is the same we have Down and Antrim. This is taking place in Ballycran. We saw Down and Kerry playing there in the hurling over the weekend. Um, Kevin O'Donnell is the match referee there. So I'm assuming Anya is going to be doing the same on this one. But Anya, that, they are the 3B games that it is there. The 2A uh, National League. This is obviously the uh, other groupings that's coming into it so I'm kind of jumping a little bit but I'll have to come back to it Meath and Cavan this is down for Trim with Galway man Carol Collins in the middle refereeing it 2 o'clock throw in here Meath obviously losing out the All-Ireland final mm-hmm. to Derry a couple of months ago Cavan making great strides after winning the Nancy Murray how do you see this one going? Do you know what I think you know first of all it's great to see Cavan competing at um, Division 2A it really is and I think it just goes to show the work that has been gone into it unfortunately though I think coming up against Meath could be just a little bit step too far I think a lot of teams are probably going to be looking at Meath 
to be contenders for All-Ireland, definitely an All-Ireland semi-final anyway this year. So on that, I will have to um, I will have to give the nod to Mead on that. OK, uh, I'll have to skip a couple of fixtures here now to keep with the Division 2A. Uh, All-Ireland champions Derry up against our neighbours in Carlo. This is down for Owen Begg. Two o'clock as well. All these matches are Saturday, by the way. My good friend up the north there, Mr. Paul O'Neill from Antrim, is going to be the man in the middle. We saw what happened last year in mm-hmm. the group stages with Derry and Carlo, but Carlo with new management, but Derry going in as All-Ireland champions. Can we see an upset here? I think, personally, Derry will be extremely focused on the league this year. I think now that they're playing at senior level that they will want they to They want to get up to the top They'll tier. want to be playing at Division 1A they'll want to be using the league as that stepping stone um, you know in the years to come like they'll want to be playing in Division 1A and they'll want to be playing at senior level um, so you know Carlo definitely they always they always shake it up in the league stages but I just think Derry I think I think Derry's mindset is going to be very different this year I think their focus is going to be firmly on getting out of Division 2A and I think they'll use that then as a springboard for their championship. So you're giving the nod to Derry there? I'm giving there. the nod to Derry, yeah. Okay, skipping a couple of 1A uh, games because I'll come back to them one but the last game on Saturday in Division 2A is going to be the meeting of Offaly versus Westmeath. Obviously a Leinster derby there. This game is in St. Brendan's Park in Burr with a 2 o'clock throw in with our friend from Kildare Mr. Brian Carney is the man in the middle refereeing it. Offaly in 2A it's their first round they had I suppose what you could call a bad year maybe last year is this where they begin their stepping stone back up to Division 1 hopefully I think it's going to I think you know what Offaly are going to be using this league it's going to be a not, it's going to be a rebuilding process for them um, I think that they will I think that they will compete at, at this level I think we're going to be in for a, a tight game here um, you know both teams would have played at senior at some stage um, probably would have played against each other at senior at some stage so it, it is going to be a, a tight affair I am slightly going to give the nod to Offaly on this one home advantage maybe just a mm, twing just, yeah, to just bring it creeping it in there yeah Okay, that's obviously all of the two A's, the two B's, the three B's games that is down for the weekend. But as we said, the Division 1A, the very Division 1A league kicks off at the weekend. And I'm going to start here, first of all, with Clare and Galway down in Cusick Park in Ennis with a two o'clock throw in. And our man in the middle is Mr. John Dermody in that one. But how do you see this coming? <sighs> Galway are current league holders, aren't they? They are. Yeah, and I think they're probably going to be looking at the league as certainly they'll want to retain that title as well. They might. Um, <laughs> well, I'd hope they would. Um, I think it's probably, like Clare always have a really good lead. They're always a team there that can get a good result. Well, actually, that's this. why I was kind of giving yeah, the short answers because Clare like and Ennis yeah, are difficult. They're, they're, they're impossible. Do you know what? I'm going to give the nod to Clare. Just I'm, because I, I'm, I'm not influencing in and out. Yeah, no, no, just, just, be, just because he's so, just because the game is solely in Ennis, um, I'm going to give that nod to Claire. 
Okay, Kilkenny and Cork, UPMC, Nolan Park. We're not going to dwell on last year and what happened. Everything there is in the past. This is a new beginning, new management, new everything going. New commentator at the weekend as well. Everything is all new. But how do you see this game going? (laughs) Okay, like, you know, let's be fair. It's the first outing, as you've mentioned, for a lot of people. Um, And I think we're going to potentially see a very different Kilkenny outfit. Um, you know, obviously, uh, Chap has spoken about Sarah Crowley obviously not being available. That, I, I think I, I'm sorry, that is loss. devastating it's for devasta- poor Yeah, it's devastating for her. It really, really is. I think she was a player that I was really looking forward to seeing her break in onto the senior team this year and I thought she was going to be able to be like, you know, listen, uh, it happened now, it didn't happen later on in the year. Let's just hope. Yeah, I don't that's know. true too. Uh, yeah, do you know what? Listen, it is what it is now. Um, but you're right. I mean, she had been such a, a, a soaring yeah. star for the intermediates last year. It would have been nice to get her onto the senior panel. Yeah. And get her in there, get a couple of matches and see how it's going. But look, yeah. there's look, lots of talent still there too. There is, like, and you know what? I think it's no harm that we probably are playing this league, you know, without, I suppose, listen, Miriam wasn't there last year, obviously, because she did her cruciate. Um, I think Grace does need the break as well. Um, obviously, we're going to be without Denise Gall. Uh, Claire Phelan uh, Michaela Keneally you know so there's there's five big names straight away Yeah there's a little bit of transition that is going there to be is, going on for the time but being I do honestly think that there is a good really good group of young girls that are coming through there that I think have a chance have a serious chance and I think they're going to see these opportunities as like if I can play well and be consistent throughout this league stage he's going to have to give Chap and all the lads something to think about and it's I a bit re- like putting on my hands sir yeah, sir I'm here exactly and I think I think we're going to see a revamp of the Kilkenny team this year because there's a lot of new names that have been kind of thrown into the fore. Like obviously we don't know who's like what the final on the final panels, but you know just from listening, I suppose, to the general public and you know listen to girls that I suppose that have been kind of going in and out for the trainers or whatever the case may be, it sounds exciting. Um, some really good young names gone in there. Well, can um, I ask you a question because you heard Chaps' interview earlier on? Yeah, Kilkenny has tended to go with the national league being a competition that when we do well yeah. and if we win the league brilliant mm-hmm. do you think there's going to be a change in that this year because Chap is going to be in now and he's going to want to set down his stall and a marker that maybe Kilkenny might be pushing a small bit more for the league this year I think so I think Kilkenny will push for the league this year I think um you know, as a manager going in, you want to probably get the first piece of silverware that's on offer. Um, and I think he, I think they'll be really taking the league serious this year, like they have in other years. But I do think they will use it as an opportunity to, you know, see what girls are made of, especially against the likes of the Corks, the Galways, the Tipperays, the Washfords. Um, and I would be expecting, I would be expecting Kilkenny to come out with a victory this a victory this weekend. It is going to be interesting. Both yeah. teams with new management. New management, yeah. A lot of new faces I would imagine going to be on both teams. I don't see we're going, like, I can't see us seeing uh, a Cork team that finished the All-Ireland final playing this weekend. So I think both managers, I think I both managers are going to be trying to um, bring in some fresh blood there and um, I think it's, it's going to come down to the wire but I do think Kilkenny have a great shout this weekend. Well, look, it is at a home venue at UPMC Nolan Park. No hurling 
on this weekend so there's no excuse for people not to get out and support the women this weekend because it is going to be a cracker of a game uh, to open up the National League campaign there for both Kilkenny and Cork. The last game rounding off the fixtures for the Division 1A is Neighbours and Rivals Tipperary v Waterford. This game is taking place in the rag in Turles and our own Kilkenny woman Liz Dempsey is going to be the whistler and lady in the middle there so it's great actually to see Liz and Orla two referees out at the weekend but how do you see this one going with Waterford losing out obviously to the All-Ireland Champions last year but can they get a good league form? I don't see why not um, I think Tipperary obviously coming in with the same management team that they had from last year I think you know that they would have known that they progressed on in the championship somewhat you know obviously getting it into an All-Ireland semi-final um, and I think that they will be slightly disappointed that they didn't really push themselves on over the line to get to that final and I think they'll probably be looking at the, the opening round of the league to kind of start where they, they kind of finished last year and I suppose you know they, they did meet um it was Waterford they met in the All-Ireland semi-final last year so I suppose that they probably are going to be looking at that as to you know try and make amends for it so I think I'm just likely going to give this one to Tipperary I think on the day I think that they're, we're going to see something new and exciting from them I think Washford, you know obviously have a new manager in there as well Um so they're probably going to be trying out a lot of players whereas I think Tipperary are going to be kind of steadying steadying ship this time of year to try and um, you know really kind of push themselves on to do well in the league Okay I know we haven't played their game yet but when it comes to it who do you see the contenders being up at the top because obviously the league format is a little bit different this year with the top two teams going to go into the league final Um, For the league or the championship? For the league first of all Championship I'm not going to ask you yet Who do you see being In the, the league final Do you think for And it's only the top two teams It's only the top two teams In the final As far as I know this year And I will confirm that now In a minute But I think that's They changed the format around So I think that's what it is So really if a team loses This weekend Well yeah, You won't be in bother Like or anything yeah, that way But they're Putting pressure on you To try yeah. and top your group Um, Bum 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 I'm going to go Kilkenny. Um, I'm going to go Kilkenny and are Galway in the opposite group? Uh, yes, because yeah, I'm going to go Kilkenny, it's Galway. always the case that the league finalists are seeded and they don't play in the same group. Yeah, I'm going to go Kilkenny and Galway. Now, I did have the groupings there somewhere for the um, the format, which I am almost certain I saw somewhere. But isn't a typical on you, Fahi, that when you want something in a hurry... It never comes to you. <laughs> Always the way. Um, no, I can't find it. Right, I'll have to write that down um, for the next day, but I definitely did see it somewhere. I'd say where I actually had it was on the old email address before I handed it back over to Tom Egan because it was probably on it. But, um, and actually on that, we want to wish Tom Egan the very best of luck in his new role as the vice chairman with Kilkenny Camogie. It'll be rubber stamped uh, next week, but he's already in the full swing of things there. So we wish Tom the very best of luck. Well done to everybody involved also with 
the media awards because they are going to be taking place at the weekend with the referee awards as well and while we were nominated for Come On Kind we didn't get any awards this year which is disappointment but the 2023 McDonough Memorial Award recipients for the local newspaper and radio goes to Cork's 96 FM and C103 the match programme is Siobhan Conway from Dublin Camogie the PRO of this year is Sarah Gohan, I'm assuming is how you pronounce that one, from Galway. I was actually full sure uh, Sarah would actually win that um, last year, but uh, I was delighted to be actually getting it instead. But yeah, well done to Sarah there. Um, a brilliant recipient for that. Then the digital promotion goes to Neve Manley from Tumi Vara Camogie in Tipperary. And the photographer of the year, goes to Marty Ryan who does an awful lot of work for Munster Camogie um, and those awards will take place at a ceremony on the 17th which is Saturday in the Crow Park Stadium in conjunction with the Volunteer of the Year Awards and the annual Referee Medal Ceremony as well and I am looking forward to my first official duty as Lancer Chairman attending that event um, which is going to be well attended. Talking about Leinster we had a lot of games on over the weekend when it came to the minor championships and as soon as I can get my results out of here in the minor A Cup semi-finals Kilkenny was out against Galway and Kilkenny coming away with the victory there 2-17 to 1-4 good result for the minors there Anya yeah brilliant brilliant result for the minors there good to get off to a winning start it certainly is and they are going to take on near neighbours and great rivalry there in the hurling there's a little bit there with the camogie but maybe not as much um, as what's there with the hurling but I was actually at this game between Wexford and Dublin and Wexford coming away with a three point victory in this one to set up um, a Kilkenny and Wexford final on this weekend and I actually had the pleasure of talking with Tom Dempsey at the game down in Glen Barntown yesterday and we were both waxing a lot of lyrical about one of the Wexford players and her name is actually Layla Stafford and Anya it's a name it's certainly going to be one on the lips of everybody um, for sorry now I'm just looking at this so the very league uh, yes I'm right so one group play each other top two teams into the league final with the bottom team relegated into division 1B so I was right with that one but anyway sorry I'm jumping but Leila Stafford brilliant player for Wexford have to say um, one to certainly look forward to but Kilkenny and Wexford in the cup final for minor Mm-hmm. be a treat when's that on uh, this Sunday coming it's pencilled in for oh very good um, yeah, be exciting that Kilkenny team that down for the programme very strong looks like a, it looks like a very very strong uh, Kilkenny team so you know it'd be very interesting how they get on and um, I suppose you know a lot of those girls probably playing with Loretto as well and there was uh, two two Dixburgers I think there as well so they're obviously going to bring on the um I suppose the experience that they've gained throughout with uh, Dixbury this year as well. So very, very exciting. Yeah, yep, like new looks, manager looks there like as well. Good, good, strong, good strong team. So yep, David Marr, we, we wish him the very best yeah. of luck. Uh, Owen Lawler was part of the management team with Leash and the B team. Uh, sorry, Kilkenny B team against Leash at the weekend. This was in the minor B Cup semi-final. And unfortunately for Kilkenny, they came up again a very strong Leash team. Oh, excuse me, in this one, one eleven to 7 points victory for Leash. And Leash is actually going to take on Kildare 
in a very, very interesting pairing there. And I mean that respectfully because Kildare had a big win over Westmead, 316-25 in that one. So wow. again, the B final will be played on Sunday coming. And in the B Shield final, sorry, Shield semi-final, um, I'm not going to call out the result as we didn't put it up online either, but there was a hefty win for Dublin in this one against Wicklow and Wicklow still progressing along nicely with the work that's been done there but the cup final as we said Kilkenny and Offaly or Kilkenny and Wexford sorry um, the Shield final is going to be Dublin and Offaly the B Cup final will be between Leash and Kildare while the B Shield final is going to between Westmeat and Carlo, sorry it's not it's going to be Dublin and Carlo Dublin B and Carlo in that one so uh, something to look forward to mm-hmm. there. But I think, Anya, that about wraps up a very busy schedule yes. and a hectic schedule over the last week. Anya is heading off to Lipahi at the weekend. She will not be available. Mm-hmm. We have to get the French voice out because obviously there is going to be a competition on in Kilkenny for any of the local radio listeners who was listening in during the week but yes Anya and Stephen is off to Paris for the weekend and we wish them the very best of luck it's not very fitting that the commentator goes off and leaves us all high and dry during the week of the first game back in the National League but what can we do we just struggle on Mrs Farrell that's it exactly you'll just have to tough it out without me <laughs> but as I said we will be covering that game live uh, on KCLR over the weekend Kilkenny and Cork in the Division 1 National League and we will be keeping an eye then obviously on the results coming in from the Division 2 game with Kilkenny and Cork as well we'll be keeping everybody up to date but it has been an extremely hectic schedule here all week in KCLR with everything that's going on Camogie wise Leinster wise I'm dipping the feet in but we're getting there slowly and surely Linda Kenny has been a great help as always uh, behind the scenes and answering any questions that I might have when it comes to things involving in Leinster but we are getting there it's going to be a good weekend coming thank you to my guests this evening to our senior manager Chap Clear our intermediate manager Shem Kelly to our little superstar Stevie Mulrooney I know it's nothing to do with Camogie but he was in the building and he's fantastic for such a young fella and you're going to hear that name uh, a lot as well over the next number of years and as always too the two women here behind me I nearly always feel outnumbered but to Anya and to the Madam Producer to Lillian as always thank you so much to them because without them we can't do the podcast. We miss Paula this evening, but the cows were more important. I'm sure she'll be back next week. But from us all here in the KCLR studios in Kilkenny, it's goodbye from myself, Anya and Lillian. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. She's rising it. She's taking it. This is Come On Kind with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahmi. Come on!